the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. God wants to do great and mighty things in the lives of you and me. Things that'll cause us to live lives that'll be better than we ever thought they could be. Manifestations that God wants to do for you and me that are beyond what it is that we imagine He would ever do for you and me. But some manifestation that God wants to do for us won't happen until the transformations that he wants to experience are experienced. That's because some manifestations require transformation before they manifest for us. No transformation, no manifestation. That's why we should all want both the manifestations that God wants experienced by us and the transformations that are necessary for those manifestations to be experienced by us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, some of us won't let some of the stuff happen to us and put, be put in us that need to be put in us so that we could be that beautiful vessel of honor that God wants us to be later on down the line. We want to run ahead and don't let that thing. I think that, that this enough. No, it ain't. you don't know nothing about it. You're, you're clay. You have no say. You are clay. You have no say. What you, what you do is just allow him to mold you. He know what he's doing. When it comes to being developed on, on the potter's wheel, being patient is good. Being proud is, is, is not good. Verse 8 again. Better is the, is the end of a thing than the beginning of, thereof. And the patient in spirit, which is all that you need to be, is better than the proud in spirit. Because the proud, they ain't going to stay where they're supposed to and let happen to them what's supposed to happen to them. They're too proud. They're going to stand up, rise up, and begin to start doing things that they ain't got no business. Come outside their lane, get over to the edge of the wheel, get all lopsided again, and, 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 and oh, Lord, now we got to start this thing over again. If anybody tired of just going in circles, what you do is get in the middle of the wheel and just know God's going to finish this work that he started. Just let the process happen like it's supposed to. James chapter 1, please. James chapter 1. You got to be patient. Tell your neighbor, he said we got to be patient. Mm-hmm. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brother, encounter all door joy when you fall into divers' temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So while being developed into the person that God wants to develop us into being, 
We have to learn to let patience do what patience is capable of doing. And that's producing a perfect work. That's producing a perfect work. That's what God wants to do. He wants to produce a perfect worker because you are his workmanship. You are his handiwork. You are his product. That's what he called us. Praise God. And he wants it to be able to demonstrate the excellence of who he is. But you got to be patient. I remember there was this one time, praise God. Can I give an example? I remember there was this one time doing, while I was being developed. Bishop was talking about opening a lot of churches. Praise God at that particular time. The Lord had already dealt with me about I was going to eventually open a church. Eventually. But a lot of times we don't hear the eventual part. We just hear, I'm going to open the church. I'm going to open the church. Long story short, praise God. But I, I'm, on, I'm on the wheel, you know, allowing him to develop me like he's supposed to. And then he started getting ready to open up one church here, one church there, and then there was another church he was about to open up over there. And then he chose this person for that church, and I said, that makes sense, praise God. And I'm thinking, praise God for him. But then when he opened this church right here, he he chose a person I was thinking like, that I came up with. Now, I'm going to say this right as I can. Okay, go ahead, baby, you know what I'm saying. Come over here so you can pull me back when I need it. Praise God, amen. I'm going to be in close close proximity to you, just in case I start going wrong. You pull me back in case I start saying something I ain't supposed to say. So, I I, I ain't said nothing yet. Praise God, amen. (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> she said she was practicing. Praise God. And so he, op- he can already open up this other one. And then he chose somebody that came up with me that I know. And I'm thinking like, him? Now, I didn't want it to be me. I really, I didn't want it to be me. But I'm thinking. Which is dangerous when you're being developed. I'm thinking like, him? I got more in me than that. Y'all don't want to go there with me. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I felt it. I felt it in the spirit. Okay, amen. I got more in me than that. Then he opened another one. And, and, and he chose somebody that at that particular time, they kept coming to me, asking me to pray for them about stuff. I know what stuff they was going through and what they was dealing with. And they was the one that was chosen. I'm sitting there thinking like, they can't pray their way out of a paper bag with two ends open. And you didn't choose me. Not that I thought that was supposed to be that, but I started comparing myself among myself. See, one thing, worst things you can do while being developed. is start looking at somebody else's development. And start looking at what's happening with somebody else. Because then you'll start envying, admiring, and then begin to start thinking about what should be happening with you in comparison to what's happening with somebody else. So I went to the Lord. I, why, this, this was my wise move. So instead of talking to everybody else, I might have said a few things around my wife, because I can talk to her. Praise God. She'll help me stay straight. That's her that's job. Help meet. Praise God. She helped her brother be able to stay straight so I don't get jacked up. And she, because see, I'm hooked up with her. So if I get jacked up, she getting jacked up. So I'll be thinking she's really doing it for her own preservation. <laughs> Well, mine's too. I'm in there. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, 70, 30 sometimes. Praise God. But, but any, anyway, so I went to the Lord. That was a wise move. I said, Lord, help me understand this. How is it that them people keep getting moved and I'm still here? Help me understand this. He answered me. He said, son, there's a difference between hamburger and thick steak. He said, hamburger doesn't cook, take long to cook, and it'll be excellent for the ones that eat it. You are thick steak. I must cook you slowly because otherwise you'll be too tough for anybody to swallow. Did you hear that? He said, you'll be too tough for anybody to swallow. 
they won't be able to, they'll chew and then they'll spit you out. And they will never receive what I placed in you. So let me cook you as long as I need to cook you so that you can melt in their mouth and be the the wonderful piece of meat that I made you. I'm like, all right. Steak, okay. Still mine wasn't right because, you know, I was like in the flesh from the first place and stuff like that. But I understood it afterwards when I finally calmed down. I got the understanding that I needed. He gave me a word that softened me and allowed me to reposition myself back in the wheel, get back in the center of the wheel, and let him work me and let him do. Because I don't want to be too tough. By the way, I'm not too tough, am I? Y'all betting not have said yes. <laughs> so he had to soften me in order to get me to the place. Whereas what I present can be swallowed. Because otherwise it would have been too hard, too tough. And it would have choked them and they wouldn't have been able to enjoy it. They wouldn't have got all the wonderful flavor and things that God placed in me in terms of the word of God and the revelations that he's given me. He know what he's doing. You just got to let God be God and let him do what he do. And just stay right there in the middle of the wheel and let him do what he do. That's all factor number three. You got to be patient because the molding and the shaping of the clay can be a slow process. But I'm telling you, after I stepped into this thing that he had in store for me to do, I was so thankful that he didn't send me out no sooner. I was so thankful that I got a chance to learn everything I needed to learn and be molded and shaped the way I needed to so I could be ready for the next thing that he had in store for me. A lot of folk ready to run ahead, but you ain't nowhere near ready. Nowhere near. Let's go to factor number four. I can give you seven of them. Factor number four, and that is that the clay has to stay on the potter's wheel and allow the potter to complete the process. The clay has to stay on the potter's wheel and allow the potter to complete the process. See, the clay isn't supposed to decide that because they... They're, 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 they're better than they were before. That further transformation is not needed anymore. Because some of us compare ourselves to where we was instead of compare ourselves to where we're going. We compare ourselves to where we used to be. I done come a mighty long way. Yeah, but for what God wants to do in you, you got a long way still to go. If you drive from here to Detroit, that's I, I average around 1,500 miles. 750 don't get it. You ain't nowhere near Detroit. Is anybody hearing me? A lot of people are like, this far enough, I'm not... I can set up shop right here. You sure can. You can set up shop right outside of God's will. What you got to learn to do is stay on the will and let this thing happen. And he know, he know, he know when, he, when you finish. God knows what he's doing. So he'll know when the process is over. Turn to Philippians chapter 1, please. Some of us, we just want to jump off the wheel. This enough. No, it ain't. Got half your hair curled. You jump up. That's good enough. <laughs> half your hair cut. That's good enough. People look crazy nowadays purposely. I just fit right on in. Philippians chapter 1. People actually be trying to look like that. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You already know that word perform means complete. God will complete that work that he started in you. He has to. That's just who he is. He's alpha and omega. He's beginning and the end. He's a starter and a finisher. That's who he is. 
And since that's who he is, then we got to let him be him. Because remember, we're going to reflect him in what we do. So let him finish the work that he has in you so that he can be able to do what he want to do. Stay on the wheel. Look at your neighbor and say, stay on the wheel. We need to become determined to let him complete it. God's determined to complete the work. He done already made a promise said that I, I'm going to be faithful to perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. I ain't stopping. I'm a, you can trust me. You can rely on me. Well, what if we, wouldn't it be nice if we could reverse it too? Whereas we need to become determined to let him complete it and become determined to cooperate with him too. I had become determined like that too. I said, I, ain't, I don't care what, I am not leaving here to the man of God that God submitted me under tell me this time to go. I ain't going to take no suggestions and no opportunities that supposedly come my way until the man of God says something. I ain't saying nothing and I ain't doing that. I'll be here forever. He had to call me into his office. Sent Pastor Gill in there. I said, Bishop, I want to see you. I said, let's go. He said, this, this is a good thing this time. <laughs> I'm like, whew, glory. I had enough blue stains on the bottom of my carpet from my feet sweating when I walked in there all the other time. He said, it's a good thing. You're going to be okay. You'll like what he's going to say to you. I'm like, well, praise God. Sat down. Praise God, Rod. How you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. I know he don't want to know how I'm doing. Praise God, I'm doing fine. So how's Angie? How's Angie and the, and the kids? I said, oh, everybody's fine, Bishop. I know he don't care. I shouldn't say okay. I know he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want to. He do care. But I know he didn't want to know about the, Angie, nor did he want to know about the kids. Bishop don't do small talk. I said, how can I help you, sir? Praise God, there's an opportunity that we have. You know, you know, you know I'm in the opening churches, right? Say, yes, sir, I didn't know that. Praise God. So we, we, we have an opportunity. I knew there was going to have one in Texas one day, but the door opened up sooner than I thought. We're going to open up a church in San Antonio, Texas. He said, I, I, I got excited because I thought I was going to do it. And he said, but then the Lord stopped me and told me, no, that church is for Rodney Pearson. And he said, so, I want you to pray about it. Go home and tell Angie about it, and I need you to y'all pray about it, and then you come back and tell me what you think. I say, ain't no reason to pray, sir. I already prayed. I already know the answer. What day you want to start it? Let's do this. Because I already got my confirmations and stuff from the Lord already. Because it all happened in the wheel. When I was in the middle of the wheel, he was putting everything in me. Because the Bible says he'll show you things to come. He even used the bishop in training, praise God. You know, the Reverend should have used the bishop in training, praise God. He had came and prophesied to my wife, praise God. She was getting ready to put him in a school, and she said, no, I'm not going to that school. She thought he was being rebellious and stuff. She said, oh, yes, you are. He said, no, I'm not going to that school. He said, I'm not going. He said, I'm not. I, 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 I was supposed to go there up to this grade, and I'm not supposed to go there after that grade. He said, in fact, I, we're going to someplace warm. We're going to another state. We're going to a place that's warm. Is San Antonio warm? Praise God. Amen. He said, we're going to a place that's warm. He said, we're going someplace else. He said, and it's going to be soon. My friend, it's better be soon because I'm putting you in that school anyway. <laughs> and before it came time to register to go to that school, then the word came that we was going to San Antonio so that we could register him into the school down here. That's when he went to Seastone, Cornerstone, Press God, down here because I'd take him from Christian school to Christian school. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the point I'm raising is, is that you got to stay in the middle of the wheel because if I had came outside of the wheel, and didn't allow the process to complete, then I wouldn't have been the one that would have been doing it. Or even worse, I would have been the one that did it 
without everything in me necessary to do it, which is even worse. Let's go to factor number five. That's why you need to cooperate with the Lord and become determined to be able to, to be determined to be able to co- cooperate with him so that he can complete the work that he want to do in you. Factor number five, the clay has to let the potter form it into what the potter wants the clay to become. I said the clay has to let the potter form it into what the potter wants the clay to perform to become. See, a lot of times, excuse me, all the time, the potter has in mind what he wants to do with the clay even before he put it on the wheel. He already got in mind what he already wants to do with it. But once again, that's talking about clay without a mind of his own. Problem is, God working with clay with a mind of his own. And a lot of us have premonitions and ideas of what we want to be. I remember, praise God, when I found out what an evangelist was, praise God, I'm like, that's me. I'm going to be an evangelist, evangelizing the world. I'm going to love them and leave them. I'm going to talk to them and get out, praise God. And I'm going I'm to I'm go about my business, praise God. I'm, man, I'm a, yeah, baby. Even though I kept hearing pastor. But I'm like, evangelist. Pastor, evangelist. Pastor, evangelist. Pastor. Uh, you can't even negotiate with him. Can I be an evangelical pastor? <laughs> There's no negotiating with God. God said, I already said before the world twirl what you're going to be. I already got already in mind what you're going to do. So when he put the clay on the, on the wheel, he's already designed to form it like he wants to. He might be ready to make you into a beautiful vase. You was thinking like, man, but if I could just be a vase, you know, one of them wide ones that maybe we could put some cactuses up in it and stuff like that and some other stuff around it. God like, no, I'm bringing you, making you a vase so I can put, you know, roses and, and, and stuff like that in it. And you just keep going back into the cactus mode. You just delaying things. Can I, can I talk? And then we're going to get right past this. We're in an age right now where everything is about what you want. It don't work with God. But a lot of people, see, we're in an age now that people will not be satisfied with what God got planned with them. They want to be what they thought they said or what somebody spoke to them that they should be or prophesied over them at some point in time what they ought to be rather than be the people that they're supposed to be. That's one of the reasons why you see all these different psalmists, for example, who are called to be psalmists, now becoming pastors. Never was supposed to be pastors. But then they, everybody pastor this, pastor that. You ain't no pastor. You don't want to work with me. You got evangelists that call themselves pastors now. Why? Because then I always got a meeting. If I get invited to a meeting, I can go to that meeting, but I ain't invited to a meeting. I got a, I got a steady income coming in. Praise God, because I always got some meetings going on. Dang, why you pastor? Trust me, you don't pastor for money. <laughs> Trust me for that one. You got to let God, God know what he want to do with you. Remember, come on, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, save the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has an end that he expects you to get to. He has one that he already got set for you. But you got to let God be God and let him take him to what you got in store for you. Quit looking past where you are and just continue to be where you are and let him do with you. Let's go to the next factor because I got to hurry up and get finished. Factor number six said once the process starts, the potter doesn't stop until the process is finished. Once the process starts, the potter doesn't stop until the process is finished. See, the potter never takes his eye off the clay that he's forming. 
Because if he lose focus and take his eye off the clay, then he may put more pressure in one area than he ought to. And then he, and he changes it into something he doesn't do. And then he says, ah, then he got to go start it all over again. God never intends that to you. God's going to work this thing in such a way as to get it perfect the first time with you. Hallelujah. Get it perfect the first time with you. He's never going to take his eye off of you. God see things happen. In fact, he'll even get the mold in you. Praise God while certain things is happening. You be in H-E-B, he be molding you. You be in Whataburger line, he be molding you. You be working another job somewhere, he be molding you. You be sitting on the toilet, he be molding you. <laughs> Praise God. God, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you, God mold you. Because he ain't going to take his eye off of you. And so you might as well co- cooperate. Because he ain't backing up. Because now that he done started, he going to finish it. I said, now that he done started, he going to finish it. So you might as well cooperate with him. And let's do factor number seven and then we through. Factor number seven, while we're on the potter's wheel being transformed, we're to keep our eye fixed on our potter. We're to keep our eye fixed on our potter. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I remember, praise God, you know, uh, I, used to, I didn't take it, but I used to, you know, I, I loved the performing arts when I was coming up. I loved plays. I loved dances. I loved all that kind of stuff when I was coming up. And I used to try to, when I was figuring out, how do them girls that be doing the ballerina stuff, how they not get dizzy doing all that spinning around, spinning around? They focus on a given point. And as long as they keep their focus on a given point, it allows them to be able to do that all kind of times and never get dizzy. I go around two, three times and I'd be dizzy. But they just be just, and then they, you know, in, in perfect mind and stuff like that, in perfect balance, I'd be like, how do they do that? It's called focus. They got to focus on a certain point. While you're on that wheel, spinning and spinning and spinning, trying to see everything that's happening while you're spinning, you're going to get dizzy. Trying to focus on everything while you're spinning, you're going to get dizzy. So God makes you focus, has you focus on one point so that you can stay with a clear mind. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, then we through. Just about through. Depends on if they hold up another card. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against him, lest ye be wearied and faint in your hearts. That's what you don't want to do. You don't want to faint in the work that he's doing for you. So he's going to have you just focus on him while you're doing it. Don't pay attention to all this other stuff. Just look at him. Don't pay attention even to what he's doing to you. Just look at him. Stay focused on him. According to the book of Isaiah 26, verse 6. No, turn there. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. This is the last verse. This is what will happen if you keep your eye focused on him like he tells you to do. In case you were thinking, well, I don't know if I need to do all that. You, you might want to do it. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. He said, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. So if you keep your eye fixed on him, you'll, you, can, you can continue to trust him. You can continue to be able to keep your eyes focused. And what he'll do is he'll keep you in perfect peace because he is the prince of peace. Because after you keep watching on him, peace will manifest for you. And you'll be able to enjoy the ride as you're spinning and spinning and spinning on the wheel, letting him form you. Even when he's putting pressure on you in certain places and pressure on you in other places in order to be able to get you to be able to mold into the person he wants you to be. You'll be in peace all while this is happening. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little more about the transformations and manifestations that God wants to do for me and you. I hope even more that your faith is rising in the God-given biblical fact that transformation and manifestations are promises that God made in His Word to all of us. Promises that God's willing and wanting to do, that is, cause those things that He promised 
to manifest in the lives of all of us who he loves. So let's believe God's word is true. Do what he tells us in his word to do so that he can do what he wants to do for me and you. That is, to cause transformation and manifestation in the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, it's not too late for you to get in on our annual Faith of Fire conference that's held at Word of Faith San Antonio. It started Wednesday evening, and my God, my God, my God, it's been powerful. It's definitely been firing up the flame of the faith of God within us, just like it's designed to do. There's still sessions that are being held tomorrow at 10.30 a.m., 12 noon, and the final anointed evening session will be held at 6.45 p.m. God's in the house, y'all, and we'd love to see all of you be there, too. Children's Church, Nursery, and VIP Transportation Service are available for tonight's service, too. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, Faith of Fire ends on Saturday morning with an all-you-can-eat breakfast fellowship held just for you at 9.30 a.m., where you ladies will be fed twice, naturally with an awesome breakfast prepared and served by the Brothers of Word of Faith, S.A., and spiritually with an anointed Word of God ministered just for you. Nursing and VIP transportation service are available for this too. All of this is available to you at no charge, but of course a free will offering will be taken. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Both you and your faith will be set on fire at the Faith of Fire Conference at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.